is Petticoat Rule, a program about musical productivity examined through the storytelling lens of women in the music industry. I'm your host, Erica Lang, and let me introduce producer Tara Molesworth. Hello. And our guests today are the organizers of the Pittsburgh event, LadyFest, Steph Flotty. Hey. And Jen Sable. Hi. Love smells, it's full of sweats. Belly aches, you all get wet. Okay, so Lady Fest is an event that takes place in Pittsburgh that celebrates bands that are either female dominated or female fronted. While it started as a small movement amongst women who simply wanted to see more female representation at their own shows, it has grown over the past four or five years to become a successful, fully-fledged, weekend-long music festival, garnering critical praise, recognition, and an ever-bigger draw. In the spirit of inclusivity, music from all genres generated by women of all age groups and ethnicities have been incorporated, creating an incredibly diverse show of talent. And to top it all off, proceeds from the event go to benefit the Women's Center and Shelter of Greater Pittsburgh. LadyFest is the best kind of fest in that it fills an overlooked void, but in the spirit of giving back to those in need, creating a positive feedback loop. Thus, it is no surprise to me that it has grown so much so fast. The women behind the fest are, of course, our guests, Steph and Jen. Steph and Jen were the organizers of this year's LadyFest and have worked like crazy to get this festival pulled together, along with a great team of helpers and prior LadyFest organizers. We are going to talk to Steph and Jen today about the fest and what it's like to make a whole festival happen. Steph and Jen are also both musicians in their own right, so we will also be talking to Steph about her synth-pop band, The Lopez, and to Jen about her punk band, Brazilian Wax, and all about the development of their musicianship. So it looks like we have an awful lot to talk about. So let's get started. <laughs> so much. And normally we do like regular interview. It's all about lady stuff. And then we do a special lady one. But because we're talking about Lady Fest today, we're just going to start and, and go there and have all kinds of lady. I'm sure lady issues will come up in the course of that. So I really loved Lady Fest. And um, uh, one of my favorite things, I have like three top favorite things about it. One, and this is not in particular order, but one is that when I woke up the next day, my hair, it smelled <laughs> like 50 different women. 
because <laughs> there was so much hugging and support going on, cool. which like doesn't happen at dude fests, you know. <laughs> it happens at lady fests. You're like, seriously gonna make me cry. That's like so oh, awesome. no. I thought you were gonna be like, it smelled like smoke because I was a cativo. <laughs> well, there was that mixed in with it, definitely, of course, because it was cativo and like pizza smells, you know, and all that stuff. But it was just like all these like different women smells, you know, and um, it just smelled so nice. And I was like, it's Aww. the smell of support. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Is that weird? No, it's Pretty. awesome. I want to use it in a line in a song sometime, like the smell of 50 women in my hair. It's my first country, my first country song. Um, but seriously, it was so supportive. It was so nice and it felt really like different than, I don't know, other music festivals or even events. Yeah, that's great. I think that's like the best part about it too, because like, we get so frustrated and we're so like overwhelmed and overworked and whatever. By the time the fest comes around itself actually happens. And then when some, you feel something like that, or you like, you're looking around and you see all these women like talking and hugging and like sharing and whatever. And you're just like, yeah, this is why we do this. Yeah. You know, it's always like, yeah, absolutely. I was actually just talking to black rap Medusa at the, um, the spirit summer recess. She came down and got dunked and, she was saying that, you know, she's had so many different performances, but the last two years at Lady Fest have been like so meaningful to her because it's like a feeling that she hasn't felt from any other like performance that she's had. And I was like, oh, that's amazing. That's so special. That's yeah. uh, like a special feeling inside that of acceptance and also liberation. Like I, the other, another favorite thing of mine was that everybody's outfits were really cool. That sounds really stupid, but everyone was wearing cool outfits and not in like a show it off to dudes way or like competitive with each other way, but in the sharing of the joy of cool outfits way. Yeah. Like right. your pants were crazy. Cool, oh, Jen. you had those pants. You had those blue pants, pants, Jen. They were like, you know, I such know, noteworthy. I, I felt like I could wear those there and it was going to be okay. Like I didn't want too much attention. If I was somewhere else, it would have been too much attention, but this was the right kind of attention. But you created an event where you could wear those pants, which is awesome. <laughs> yes, you did. Like so everybody awesome. was talking about your pants. <laughs> yeah. So funny. I have, I still have tons of pictures that I haven't even like shared from that day, but the pictures oh. of you, like the pants are just like, bam. <laughs> That's awesome. In middle school, the guys would say, her legs go all the way up. And I'm still not quite sure what that means yeah, exactly. That. But I feel like when I saw you in those pants, I was like, her legs go all the way up. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Um, yeah. So you guys had to do so much work to pull this together. So, I mean, just so many different topics to to talk about. But what did you find was the biggest challenge? Hmm... I don't know. I feel like the challenge changes every year. There's always something. Yeah. A lot of times we have, um, like trying to please people when it comes to certain venues. Do you um, mean please the venues or please the artists? Uh, please the general public. The general public, probably. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and I mean, I guess the artists, obviously we, we want to have a nice venue for the artists to perform in, but yeah, it's more, for the general public, a lot of people who have problems with certain venues kind of approach us about, you know, maybe not having Lady Fest at certain venues because of mm-hmm. political reasons or things that had previously happened there. And, you know, that's tough to kind of take all that into consideration 
and, you know, what we want to consider, what we shouldn't, because it can get, you know, if we wanted to please everyone, we wouldn't even be having Lady Fest because some, you know, everybody has a problem with every venue, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and every year so, it's a different venue and a different problem. Mm-hmm. So that's a big challenge to try to maneuver through that, you know, but we kind of just stick to our guns and, you know, go with what we feel is right and try to do our best, you know, and finding out, finding out for yourself is really important because a lot of people who just like to talk shit will email you or send you a Facebook message or Mm -hmm. bitch, 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 and tell you what to do. Well, if you just listen to those people and go by their word and don't go do the research yourself and go actually talk to the source of the, you know, quote unquote problem, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you just, I don't know, but you just have to go to the source and mm-hmm. find out for yourself mm-hmm. about these issues that come up with the venues. And yeah. that's what we always do. Yeah. yeah, right. So, yeah, so you go to the source and you trust your gut and do what you plan, mm-hmm. do right. what you plan to do. And I think the most upsetting thing is that the, the people with, that are the, the, with the biggest mouths that like complain every year or like do whatever, they never show up anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not like they're even like, hey, here's some advice to make Lady Fest better. We're all in this together. Da da da. It's like they're like, I'm going to complain about this and, you know, make you uncomfortable. Uh-huh. And then I'm still, you know, not going to come, not going to help, not going to support. Yeah. Even if you do what. You know what I'm telling you to do. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty like, like not a helpful person. Really. It's all learning, learning Na- naysayers you find along the way. Yeah. So, and there's a lot of them. Yeah, yeah a lot so of hard. Yeah, that's hard. <laughs> a lot of uh, like people say that as you grow in towards your goals, you accumulate more naysayers as you get closer, mm-hmm. right? So as you've grown, so it's maybe four or five years now. 2014 so, is when it was re resurrected as Volvapalooza okay. by Athena. Because I have this pin. Volvapalooza, yeah, did you say? Yeah, that's what, she, <laughs> that's what it was back in like 2001 and two, I think, when they did it. And, uh-huh. um, 2001? Yeah, 2001, 2002 was when it like originally happened as Volvapalooza. Wow. And what that, a like, fantastic name. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> we, yeah, that was Yeah, we wanted it to be more inclusive with like, the changing of the times, there was a lot more to think about with that name and, and to be inclusive for other, um, underrepresented populations. It and that made more name, sense to, to change that. Yeah. That name is very like medical, you know? Yeah. Do you mean like, like having like different like trans people coming in and playing the Lady Fest and things like that? Right. So or, the yeah. sort of like anatomically exclusive. Yes. Right. Exactly. I get it. Yeah. yeah gender non-binary people. Yeah. Anyone that. So that it would be something that everybody wanted to partake in. And so that was, that's kind of an example of something that someone like emailed us or like complained or questioned about that really like made us think. Cause we were yeah. just like, we weren't even thinking about the name. We're like sure. organizing a festival, just like, Oh yeah, it's called Mobile Blues. And then we're like, Oh, it's funny. Shit, and you're right. You know? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and then, and well, Athena changed it. Right. To Lady Fest mm-hmm. whenever that right. conversation Which was in happened. 2015, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah. So Athena is in your band with you, mm-hmm. Jen, uh, Brazilian Wax. Yes. So she kind of, she resurrected, she like the leader of the resurrection of. I would say, I would say yeah. so, yeah. yeah. And do you feel like as it's grown, you've gotten more weird criticisms? 
like every year it's kind of the same amount yeah, probably <laughs> but yeah. It's, yeah and it's it's it can be like really deflating because you're just trying to do something really good mm-hmm. yeah you're trying to do something really positive <laughs> yeah. for the and, community and for individuals that gives back and somebody's always got to say some yeah. some kind of thing yeah and yeah they say like if it was easy everybody would do it that's true yeah and I think Athena always used to say, everyone's a critic or something. That was not her, her saying to me when I'd be like, guess what now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, but I don't know. Over the past few years, it's gained a lot of, I think, popularity and Definitely. It, it's become something pretty big, which yeah. is awesome. I mean, it was on the cover of the city paper again. Yeah. yeah. On the, the whole, the cover of the like insert of the post gazette. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So how did you guys get the press for that? Did you contact people or yeah. were they on all you were on the radar? No, I, I like sent out uh, PR emails uh, mm-hmm. last year and this year just saying like, hey, this is something we're doing. Um, how far in advance did you send this email and did you know who to send it to or did you just kind of like? Yeah. Send it to a, a random email and hope for the best, or how oh, did no, you I work had gotten it? some contacts from um, Mary Jo, I think, a couple years ago. And then, you know, sometimes when I would send these emails out, people would respond back and say, you know, contact this person instead, or or you just get this automatic reply if that no, email is no longer mm-hmm. in use. But I want to say it was about two to three months in advance of the festival. And, you know, yeah, how we made... How much more we made like almost like 50% more than last year, right? Mm-hmm. For the shelter. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. So our, one of our goals is though that we want to be able to like compensate like all of the bands for their time, um, in the future. So it's really hard because we just really focus on like compensating anyone who like is from out of town. Uh huh. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Like the previous year, I, um, got a Lady Fest Cincinnati band to play, you know, a couple of ladies that organized that. Mm-hmm. They came in, Black Planet is their band, and they played at the shop last year. So it was cool to kind of tie some of the other Lady Fests in. Yeah, because there's Lady Fests all over the mm-hmm. country. Would, yeah. Are they, is it just that they're all, it's like a loose collective? It's not an official It's thing, definitely not or? official. No. Like, but just you know. like this DIY thing, I think that's been happening I think I read on Boston's that it's like something that's been happening worldwide since 2001. I'm wow. not sure if that's right or not, though. Don't quote me, but I know it's been happening a while. Ladies getting organized. Yeah. Making it happen. Yeah. <laughs> got to do it. You've got to do it. So in the line of criticism, the only thing I've really heard is a criticism, and it's not a criticism of you guys. It's a criticism. It's a greater criticism of the scene or something. Uh, just this general idea that it's like sad, like a sadness that we need to have a lady fest to have like more females out in front, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, I just wondered what your response to that is, or, you know, if that makes you feel like it's even more important to do, or do you think that the scene has changed at all since, you know, this has become more and more of a thing. I mean, it's kind of like, I feel like Lady Fest this year could not be ignored. You know, it's cool. And yeah. Goosebumps. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what do you, what do you think about that? Do you think the scene has uh, become more inclusive slowly? Are there signs of that? I think that there's, I mean, I just moved back to Pittsburgh. How many years ago? Like six years ago or whatever. And from like the time that we moved back to now, I think that there's just a lot more women in music in Pittsburgh. like period. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't think that that's like because of Lady Fest or whatever, but you know, I think people are just starting to 
be like, yeah, fuck it. We can do this. Let's make a band, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I book shows through Don't Let the Scene Go Down on Me Collective too. Mm-hmm. And I always like, I just booked a show that was on Thursday at Gooski's and out of like, you know, seven performers that played the show, I think four of them were women. So like, I just, I consciously yeah. and sometimes not even consciously make a bill because I book shows a lot mm-hmm. that always include women. I don't, I can't remember the last time I booked a show that was all men. So another one of my favorite things about the festival was that, and maybe this is because percentage wise, there's fewer mu- like female musicians overall, although it's growing, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not, everyone's not playing a guitar. Yes. No, pro- I mean, guitars are super awesome. I'm just slowly learning. You play, you, uh, do you play a guitar? Or I mean, I played a little bit of bass for a while, but yeah. So really. the cool thing was that there's so many different instruments that women were playing. Mm-hmm. I really liked that too. Like I really loved coming downstairs and seeing the Lopez and you stuff were like jamming out on the, Synth stuff, and you're like going nuts on it, like you know, Black Rock Medusa doing her thing, and you know, all these just different kinds of ways of making music. Because um, I feel like when there's a will, there's a way, and when a woman wants to do something, she'll find her way to doing it. And it was really nice to see all the variety. So somebody else said to me, "Oh, if this was a..." Dude fest, it would just be like a bunch of guys with guitars and like that's it, you know. Mm-hmm. And Lady Fest is definitely not that. All yeah. over. That's good. I mean, we you play the to... saw, right? I play the saw. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah it's weird. weird. <laughs> uh, it's a weird one. <laughs> that's awesome. And we try to like make it a variety, you know. When yeah, booking people, we want it to be diverse. You did a different. great job of that. We actually, too, like we were just talking about this earlier today, we were trying to make it kind of smaller and like leaner this year. Originally, like we were like, oh, we're going to do like three venues, just one venue each day. We're not going to be switching around and doing all this because it makes you crazy. It's a lot, yeah. But we had so much interest in so many submissions that we were like, we can't turn away like over half the people <laughs> that submitted, yeah. you know? So then we added Gooskies and mm-hmm. Hambones back mm-hmm. in. So that's yeah. just an example of like, like how it is 20 people. Yeah. You know, 20 acts. And people like want to be involved and they want to be included. And it breaks our heart every time because like we have to cut it off somewhere. You do. You know, you do. and it's, it's hard. It's really hard. That's, that's probably the, the hardest part about the whole thing. Actually. What's your, do you have a triage process for things? Like, because it's like you say female fronted or female dominated. Yeah. Right. So yeah, we try to stick to that. And this year, actually, we did a really good job of not having any performer twice because some people are like in two bands or whatever right. sure. and then you know you're like oh it's the it's the jen show jen's playing in three <laughs> bands today right yeah so like i, I mean i'm just using an example yeah. that's not really true but um so we tried to, I, I don't think anyone performed twice this year Mm-mm. so that was part of it we're like well her other band's already playing so sure. you know like we yeah. had to do some of that kind of stuff um what else i mean and also just like people who were late we had to be really hard about like just the deadline, yeah. which like some of our like best friends bands, we had to be like, sorry, mm-hmm. like you guys were late and like, we can't make special accommodations mm-hmm. for people just because they're our friends because that would just be unfair. And right. Suck. Right. So and like if people hard. were submitting for their full band or just like a solo act, sometimes we were taking their solo act. If they were like 
oh, backed yeah. by like a bunch of dudes, you know. And mm-hmm. so And then you have more in like the acoustic yeah. Hambones Day or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And that's actually why we ended up adding the Hambones Day specifically because first of all, it's really nice. I always that's like always one of my favorite like times of Lady Fest is the Hambones showcase the past two years. Mm-hmm. But um we had so many solo artists that we were like, you know what, let's do Hambones brunch. Yeah, that's nice. It's nice to chill out with some brunch and watch some music. Mm-hmm. Especially if you were at the one the night before, then you could wake up and be like, oh, mm-hmm. more music and brunch. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Yeah. yeah, it's a weekend festivity. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like next year is going to be even bigger. <laughs> I'm sorry to scare you. I feel like the word explosive in my mind, yeah. you know, somewhere in there. Because yeah. you guys got nominated for a Pittsburgh City Paper Best of oh, yeah. category. Oh, didn't yeah. You? I completely forgot. When's the voting done for that? I is think that... the voting is now done. Okay. okay. So now you're just awaiting your Ooh. I know I voted for result. Timmy from Gooskies as best bartender. Oh, yeah, yeah, shout out again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I wish you great luck with Thanks. that. We'll find out the results probably soon, I guess. But, um, yeah, that's really, I have forgotten. It's nice to be nominated for that. Yeah. Even if it's just a nomination, it's nice because I'm sure that gave us some exposure. Yeah. That we didn't have before. So that's yeah. cool. Speaking of exposure. Thanks for nominating us. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of exposure, you have, you have gone, you were just referring earlier to the summer recess show oh, right. at Spirit where you had a dunking tank. Yes. And, um, I don't know, dunked some ladies, I guess. People had to pay for it or whatever. And you had generated even more revenue for donating um, to the women's uh, uh, donation center that you guys favor. And so that's cool. So do you have, did you do this in previous years? Like kind of continue the Lady Fest name like throughout the year? But it's interesting you brought this up. And I actually meant to talk to you about this before. Um, So... (laughs) Here we go now. Um, Band meeting. So, yeah. <laughs> so that was really cool. We hadn't done anything like that before. And Lee from Spirit just kind of hit us up and was like, we want this to go to a charity. And um, it was kind of last minute, so we didn't get a lot of people there. So we ended up doing it half the time. And then the Lawrenceville Organic Garden had it the other half of the time. Um, but it was so much fun. And I... You know, Black Rap came down and she, you know, told me how she felt about Lady Fest. And she's like, do you, you know, do anything? Kind of the same question you just asked, like anything outside of this. And I'm like, this is it, you know, <laughs> so far. And she she mentioned an idea of like something called Lady Talk where maybe we could get together to see how that would continue growing or going throughout the year. Because that like feeling that we all got from that fest, mm-hmm. you know, how could that keep going? And it may, it reminded me of that VFS thing a couple of years ago oh, where that yeah, round table yeah. of like women in music were talking about stuff like having, I don't know. I'm just throwing this out there cause she threw it out there and I'm like, well, you know what? I don't know what this means or where it could go, but it's a neat idea. Yeah. And then I was also talking to the guy from Straub that, like, helped put on, that did, like, the promo, the PR for Spirit Summer Recess. He was dunked. He was, like, the first guy. Mm-hmm. Chris, thanks for getting dunked. <laughs> and uh, he was giving me uh, some ideas of, like, how to approach to get some sponsorship, you know. So I had some ideas, you know, from talking to some people awesome. about maybe making it a little bit bigger or at least getting some more sponsorship so we could pay the musicians that's what we need for we the need sponsorship so yeah help us people 
Yeah, you heard it here. <laughs> yeah, right. Sponsors needed. Because we don't have anyone. No, no. Well, now I got the strong contacts. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I wanted to mention too that it was really cool that you had all different age groups and that you gave opportunities to some pretty young ladies. So like wolf blood, right? Yeah. They are shredders of teenager variety. <laughs> Yeah, and they were <laughs> they were real, and they were on the cover of city paper. Yeah. So how cool of an opportunity is that that you made that for them? That's awesome. Yeah, that is cool. How old are they? They're in high school. Yeah, they're still in high school. Yeah. Yeah. Our friend Banks was told us about them, and because he runs sound at the Moose, and was like, "You should head out this band." <laughs> Like, all right. <laughs> so it's cool, you know, that the connections like that happen. Uh huh. Because yeah. it probably was pretty awesome for them. Right, yeah, like, I mean, imagine anyone being on the front of the city right. paper. That's a big deal. I mean, like, everyone wants to be on the cover of city yeah. paper. <laughs> and, like, it happens to, like, so few people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. You know? Yeah. So that's really, really such a cool thing that happened for them. And mm-hmm. I, you know, people know their name now, and it's really cool. Yeah. It's like such an opportunity. You made that happen. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Um, we might come back to some gender issues again later, just general ones, you know? Um, but let's switch a little. I want to talk a little bit about each of you guys as musicians too, because, um, you're both really accomplished and, um, have interesting stories, I think. So, um, Steph, we'll start with you. Okay. So you have this band called the Lopez. Yeah. And (laughs) it, is called it's snot rock. What does that mean? Uh, you know, you can take it however you want. You know, it's snotty. It's like we have a lot of diss tracks, and our songs are, uh, you know, can be kind of have some attitude. I see. So, <laughs> so it's kind of like when uh, somebody shoots a snot rocket. Oh yeah, it's like that kind. That's what it snot. sounds like. Snot rock. Yeah. <laughs> snot rock. It. Well, yeah, we said like snot rock from Pittsburgher. <laughs> That's funny. And yeah. Cute. I, I forget it. who, like, someone said that, like, about us once and we just kind of took it. But really, it's like real, you play synths, right? Yeah. And then your musical partner plays guitar. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, you get really noisy. Yeah. And it's a freaking party. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's two people and it gets so loud and like in your face. And, yeah. Um, it's crazy the amount of like noise and like sound you can get out of just like two people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. So where did you pick up doing synth stuff? Really just kind of like almost like by necessity because we were once at one time we started as a three piece and then mm-hmm. we were a four piece. We had a drum when we lived in Philly. Oh. We had a bass player and a drummer for a while um, who were good friends of ours. And then um, we wanted to tour and stuff. And um, so we just carried it down. To, yeah. So um, and then we moved back to Pittsburgh and together. And then, yeah. So when it was a four piece. What did, did you not oh, do any synth stuff? Did you just sing? Yeah, I was the front person. So okay. the cool thing about that was that I could like really like jump around and like, 
you know. Wow. I find it hard it to imagine crazy. like more jumping around than you already do. <laughs> it's funny to around. think about now. When I think about it now, I'm like, wow. you're like a little flea on the stage. You're going all over the place. You know, <laughs> it's incredible that you're like somehow still, it's like you're a flea, but your hands are attached. To yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, you can only move so much. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's um okay. So you, you, it was almost like to fill the like bass and the like yeah you need you know, to make all the rhythm sound. yeah you need to make the rhythm section mm-hmm. so you what did you buy did you how did you get into it? like what did you do first i think we just talked about it and then we were like doing research like what's a cool like noisy little synth mm-hmm. and i think i bought it on like um Craig, or not craigslist like ebay or something it's a little novation k station okay it's just a little tiny and so you're still playing the first thing that you bought mm-hmm. oh, yeah cool. i think so, about that all the time i actually just got it like service for the first time ever like right before we went on this tour that we just went on uh-huh and because the f key quit working like oh. it just quit working <laughs> so yeah that damn and, yeah. f key yeah it just stopped working and i just took it to uh and stuff music and uh they fixed it they and fixed like the they cleaned key. it all out and like they that was the first time it's ever been like cleaned or anything a little air air thing <laughs> yeah it looked great yeah Highly recommend. So, <laughs> so that's really cool. So you did good research that first time, actually, as it turns out. So. It's cool. I mean, it has like I think two hundred like built-in sounds, and then you can make two hundred of your own. Mm-hmm. And do you do that too? Make some of your own? I mean, we we messed around with that, but the sounds that we use currently are mm-hmm. like factory. But you can you know you change them and play with them. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, that's really great. I mean, it's um, it's a cool story because sometimes people don't know how to get into that place you know and what you have to do is just to get a little thing and you start messing around with it yeah and then, and then you're doing it yeah there you go and like especially using presets and stuff sometimes people put a lot of pressure on themselves to, oh, it has to be like completely different you know and like really you know new and all that stuff but you're making completely different new stuff with these presets and just like making it really original and cool yeah Thanks. And your show is really fun to watch. Oh, thanks. It's definitely like a party on stage. Yeah. We always have fun. And then we're like completely worn out and sweating our asses off when we're done. Like, oh. <laughs> 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 I don't want to like talk to anyone for like an hour afterwards. You're just like, I can't. Um, so you guys have actually played is the Lopez for a long time then. Yeah. Yeah. But this like setup, you know, only since like, I don't even know, maybe like 2011. 10 or something okay and you guys go on a lot of tours yeah yeah we do do you set that all up yeah yeah that's a lot of work yeah it helps i mean it helps so much with lady fest too though because it's like you meet so many people it is so much work i don't think anyone could ever understand it um yeah until they start doing it yeah it's it's a lot and it's also just like really it can be so frustrating too like when you're waiting for somebody to get back to you or like, and you're, you're like, I'm leaving to like, I got to get out of here. And like this person will get back to me or whatever. You're like, you know, but I think it's also like lady fest. It's all about like networking and like, you might go to a town you've never been to before, but then when you're in that time, maybe the show's kind of shitty, but you meet like three new people and three new bands that you've never heard before. And then the next time you can talk to them. Mm-hmm. And so you find that person. it grows. It's always growing. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And Definitely. connections, I mean, it sounds like one of the themes from our interview and talking today with Lady Fest and this is really about communication and, and networking with people and relying on those connections to 
to grow. Definitely. definitely. That's how that's how it works. Yeah. That's how it works. So you learn stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So when you were growing up, did you have this musical inclination? Like how did it come to be that you started singing and doing all this stuff in the first place? I have like just always loved music and going to shows and stuff. I mean, I remember going to shows at like Millvale Industrial Theater when I was 15, like, and Manny was like running mm-hmm. the door. Still yeah. then, even. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I just was always into music and buying tapes and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and then, yeah, whenever we lived in Philly, we just kind of started playing music with our friend and that's how it started. Just, so you're just like, I'll just sing. And not even like ever like, oh, I have this great voice. I have to sing. It's like, I want to get this message out. You have or a like, message. Yeah. And it's mostly like, I want to bitch about this. So listen to me, bitch. <laughs> yeah. You As got Jen sh- knows, I'm going to bat. <laughs> you got shit to say. Yeah, for and, sure. And then it's all, I mean, that's what music is like so great for expression and especially the style that you're doing is like really good for bitching. Yeah. And a lot of times people will be like, like, what are you saying in that song? Or like, what's that lyric or whatever? Cause it's hard to do. Like you said, it's like noisy and stuff, mm-hmm. but I mean, I don't think it's important for everyone to hear like every word either. I think the feeling is kind of, you know, it's yeah. put out there through the, the sounds yeah. in general. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Jen, let's talk to you a little about Brazilian wax and just generally about your musical development. Cause actually Brazilian wax came, I mean, you didn't play music before that, right? Right. So you knew Athena. Yes. And you, oh, you played roller derby or something, right? You're one of those badass roller derby babes. Yeah. And we would be like in lineups and I knew Athena like played drums Uh for a bunny five coat. And I was like, Athena, like, when are we going to start a band? What are we going to do that? You know, like (laughs) some stupid lineup to do some, you know, drill or something. Yeah. She just like laugh it off. But then eventually, um, I got a guitar from my friend who found a guitar in her neighbor's garbage can. Ooh, garbage guitar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so she has this like really cool rock and roll room in her house. So she like scooped it up just to like display in her rock and roll room. I'm like, can I like just have that for a little bit? But, um, what's a rock and roll room she, where she just like has like records on her ceiling oh. and like, you know, all these like little memorabilias and like motorhead, like pillows and stuff, you know, like it's really cool. <laughs> Um, Is she a musician too? No. She just, just loves really rock loves, and roll. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Um, rock and roll room. <laughs> yeah. So I had, that was my first guitar I learned on and, um, but the intonation was off and it just, it wasn't, you know, probably never stayed in tune. I'm sure it was in no, the garbage for a reason. Yeah. But it was fun to at least like start learning some like all the hand chords. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I started there and did you, how did you like, what do you mean by start? Like you, Oh, I went up to videos. Internet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the internet was like, you can learn anything from the internet. You uh-huh. know what I mean? So I found this, um, website, justinguitar.com and I recommend it because he like breaks it down to show you like how to play songs and a lot of like songs throughout the years are like four different chords. You know? Yeah. It's so true. And so easy. I was like, Oh, okay. I can play like. I forget some of the songs that were on there. Those some really. Yeah, it was your ones, first though. one that you did. You were like, "I'm doing it. I'm doing it." Um, I don't remember. I have a really bad memory. I don't. I do not remember. <laughs> it was like I want to say it's like this 
song about sex, but I can't remember. It's this Seems old. Like that. Yeah, it's this old. All songs like, are about sex. So when you get down to it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but I just started there, and like Athena, um, Athena's like, I'm gonna sing in this band, and I was like, Oh, okay. So, and then my other friend Jess at the time was learning how to play drums, so I asked her to play and. Like one of our first practices, I was like, all right, I know the A, the C, and the E chord. Let's do something with this, you know? Mm. And then that's just kind of where it started. And um, Athena picked up bass. She hadn't played bass before. Oh, know, really? Before this band, yeah. Wow, so, cool. So this band is like a band of... All new, like, to yeah. us. Um, she, Athena always sang, though, growing up. I didn't realize that until I heard her sing for, like, I was like, oh, damn, and you're girl. like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's. But you do some little backup vocals. Yeah, yeah. You, you say, hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I've always loved going to shows and like always loved a lot of different types of music and always had tons of like CDs or tapes or records or whatever. And, um, you know, growing up, since I didn't start playing music when I was 15, I was like, oh, I'll never be good enough to do that. So I just kind of like had that stupid mentality forever. Yeah. And I'm finally like, fuck it. I'm 30. I'm playing this. I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Which is like what you just got to do. Yeah. I mean, yeah. just keep practicing, you know? Yeah. Really you just, you start and then you keep practicing. So how much do you practice? Uh, I don't know. Like two two, three times a week, maybe, you know, initially probably more than that. I don't, I don't know. Like, and you just sit and you just like play your songs or do you do like, Oh, uh, just like, dee, 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 yeah, some scales. I try to do like scales or different stuff. Yeah. I need to, I need to actually look up a few different things. Cause one of my new bandmates was like, do you know pinch harmonics? And I was like, Oh no, I don't know what that is. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to look that up and figure it out. <laughs> Yeah, learning theory is like its own whole extra thing, right? Yeah, and yeah. um so I mean you're starting with the, I mean like you're doing that by playing scales and stuff though. So that's Yeah. Right. Pinch harmony? Pinch harmonics. Pinch harmonics. Yeah. Oh, like when you hold your finger on the string and ding, and you get the harmonic off out of it? Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> See, we don't know, but here's the thing is like, you're going to go figure it out. Yeah. Right. And yeah. that's like what you have to do mm-hmm. when you, you have like a drive. Like that's what I really like about both of you. You guys have a real drive of expressing yourselves and you find your way to it, you know, and like you just, you make it happen through what you've got. Right. Yeah. And just cool. experimenting around just to see what, cause I kind of understand music theory. I feel like I should know that better than I do because I love math, but I don't. But I'm like, what sounds good? Or mm-hmm. let's try this little thing or see where that goes. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's just a long, like music, there's so, you're never done learning. Yeah. There's right. always more stuff to learn with that kind of thing. So any amount that you're doing now is awesome because it's, it's never, it like literally never ends. Right. So. Yeah. That's what's so amazing about it. Yeah. So, um, so Brazilian Wax is, you know, you guys called it a pube ripping punk, <laughs> menstrual fueled fury. Yeah. <laughs> fury. So that's, I love those descriptions of your band. It's just like the best kind of description ever. It's even better than Snot Rock. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> um, but, uh, 
it is definitely like a very female powerful feeling to watch um you guys playing and i mean that was really like the thesis right yeah um we both you know have a lot to say and we just want to express it like my one friend before when she saw a thing, she knows Athena and I really well. She's like, wow, Athena's really working through some stuff up there, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> well, but it's I don't, rock I don't though, know. Right? Is that okay to say? But yeah, right? Like that's how I feel like that's what we're doing. You know, that's how you get those emotions out and it feels good to do that. It feels good to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Do you write some? So she, so she sings all the songs. Not all of them. Do most, you, most. Do of you them. have some that you yeah, sing? Yeah, a too? couple. Yeah. Okay, cool. And then you wrote all the lyrics for and everything. Yeah, yeah. And are a you working out them. some issues? Um, <laughs> I get just like emotions, you know, letting some emotions go. Yeah. And yeah, definitely. Like one's about consumerism and how I think it's like I don't know. Everybody just wants more all the time. You know, it's this like thing that you get into and you just keep wanting, and it's the cyclical thing and I don't know, just drawing attention to those kind of things. Yeah. Or ideas or things that are happening in our society. Yeah, that's great. I mean like punk is your like perfect, you know, vehicle for this stuff. Yeah. So I wanted to talk a little bit about gender issues, even though we talked a lot about them already, but um tying into something in your Brazilian wax band in the WQED sessions. Um, Athena was talking about the original drummer you mentioned before too, and how she got, you know, some guy said some BS stuff to her. Right. And yeah. inspired a whole song, but like, what was the, what happened? What was that? So it was like, Jess was, um, she started the band with us and, I think was in the band for about six months. And so, you know, this is when we were like really new, we were playing a show at Gooskies and which is one of my favorite band spots to play. I'm not trying to shout out. Yeah. Give him a shout out. (laughs) So, (laughs) um, after the show, Athena and I were like loading up our amps and we came back in and Jess was like, or Jess came out to us outside and was like in tears and told us that this guy who was in this local band who plays drums, like, said that she wasn't any good at playing drums. And, uh, you know, how his band was so cool and his band had just played there the following weekend. And they have all these balloons up from their from their show. And, um, yeah, and I know <laughs> I know specifically what this who this band is, and I don't want to call them out just because I feel like I know, I've met another person in that band that I think is actually a decent person, so I don't want to I don't know. Yeah, no, you don't have to you, know, you don't have to say who it is or anything. It's just it's but, such a ridiculous thing for someone to go tell someone. Yeah, and then throughout the night he was like he tried, he bought us all a drink and we're like, okay. And then kind of said something else really condescending afterwards. And we're like, fuck you. You know, we kind of told him off and we're like, you're an asshole. Like, get out of here. Like, I don't know what you're trying to do here. You know, like it was so weird. And yeah, that's weird. Like I would, it's almost like maybe it's not a gender thing if it's just he went and said, oh, you suck. 
you know, like maybe he would say that to anybody, but also then like buying you drinks and stuff. It's just, yeah, just like yeah. it, it gets was, all mixed up and weird. And you're like, what the, it, yeah, it was, really, what is your motivation here? Yeah, it was really weird. And it's unfortunate that it happened because just took it pretty bad. And if, cause if Athena and I have happened to us, we'd probably be like, fuck that dude. You know, I mean, I would think about it, but I wouldn't let it like, hurt my feelings too much you know but it sounds really lame but thankfully that was like the only that i remember any shitty thing happened you know we've had so many like people who have supported us over the years Mm -hmm. and i never expected anything from this i didn't know what was going to happen starting a band i had no idea where it was going to go or what would what would happen but thankfully there was been always a lot of people who've been really awesome and asked us to play shows and booked us on shows and you know came out to our shows and so, you know, there has been one D bag, but the majority are That's nice. like the mega is D bag thing. Though. Yeah, I know. Like, mm-hmm. uh, it's not, not only like you suck, but also like ungreat. Right. It's just like, okay, like, like really? you're definitely firmly in the category of don't pay attention to. Yeah. But, uh, it would be really hard not to take that personally. Mm-hmm. Steph, have you had any thing where you felt like, you know, oh, I'm a woman, like in the music industry? I don't feel like. I really don't feel that much. Do you feel like when you're booking shows or anything that, that did you ever experience people taking oh, you less seriously or more not, seriously? I don't think less seriously, but one thing that happens a lot that pisses me off is that people will like write back to me or something if I like send out a booking request or whatever and they'll like assume that I'm a dude. Oh really? That happens like, a lot. I put my name on the email. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess it could be a guy name, but how do you how do you know they think you're a dude? Like, they'll just be like, hey, man, blah, blah, blah. Like, I mean, it's like stuff like that, like in the wording. I yeah. don't know. It's just different. You're yeah. like, they're definitely bro talking to me right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but then again, I guess I said like, hey, man, to a girl. Um, but you never have any like, I don't know, feminine self-doubt or anything like that. I mean, you guys seem like very strong-willed women who just, I mean, like you both really seem like, do I need to get something done? Yes. Yeah. Go do it. Who's going to do it? me having a list is important yeah <laughs> a list of things to do yeah your to-do list. Yeah. list and i guess like i mean i sometimes think of myself as like someone who doesn't have the greatest self-esteem but now that i'm like sitting here thinking about it i'm like i kind of i think my self-esteem is pretty healthy that's good like that's nice. when i really think about it like in that sense like uh-huh. as far as like going to shows like i'm usually like I'm more inclined to be like, fuck that guy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, right. I try not to like let that kind of stuff get to me. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I can't yeah. think of like a, a big example of like when I've, when it's really been like in my face like that, like personally, mm-hmm. like at me, directed at me. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like playing in front of people has helped my self esteem, yeah. you know? Oh, just yeah. Because it's something really vulnerable to do and it's, it, it used to be really scary to be on stage, you know, be like, I don't even know if I can play these chords, like, you know, but so that's helped me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So now we're going to um, take a peek into your creative landscapes as individuals with a specific <laughs> song. Um, so we'll start with the, the Lopez song. Um, so I'll just ask you, Steph, first. Uh, where do you think like create creativity comes from? Like for you, when you make something original, what happens? For me, a lot of it, I mean, obviously it's just like emotion. It could be like 
anger a lot of times <laughs> or um being really annoyed or you know it's usually i feel like a lot of these songs like especially with the current ones that we're writing um they're super like emotion driven and like i think that's what drives me to like actually sit down and start writing something is like holy shit i'm so pissed off and no one's listening or like mm. holy shit this sucks and like let's talk about it or like let's tell people like how we feel about it or whatever you know mm-hmm. whether it's like political or personal or like something a problem with just like one person which mm. you know we have some songs about that <laughs> you know one individual <laughs> yeah i feel like a lot of our songs yeah like they're pretty uh like maybe that's the snot part yeah <laughs> that's the snot part of it but um yeah just like yeah saying getting your feelings out and then after you you, you do it you feel better you know so you get you have a little fire going on inside you mm-hmm. and then you yeah telling you Mm-hmm. and like a lot of times i mean a lot i mean jesse writes these songs like the music and it's mm-hmm. like all right next time something really pisses me off i'm gonna sit down and put some words on this i see so you've got he's got like some music sitting around that is waiting for yeah the your component which is the words and all the feelings and everything going yeah. into it and we both work we both work on lyrics for sure mm-hmm. um some songs are more you know him some songs are more me some songs are a good like mix you know mm-hmm. So what is the song that you brought today? This is like, this song is like my favorite, well, one of my favorites of like the new ones that we're recording for this mm-hmm. full length that we're like super excited about. Um, but I love the song. We've performed it live for a little bit. Um, and like some of our friends like specifically like request the song because it's, oh, really, yeah? it's fun. It's fun. Cool. And that's the thing about our music too, is that like some of the subject matter might be serious, but like a lot of it you can kind of dance to or like. Yeah. Definitely. Shake your ass. Yes. <laughs> Where were you when you wrote it? What? I mean, if you don't want to talk about the incident or whatever it is. Oh, it's yeah. Like it's, it wasn't really out. even an incident. It was almost like just like a moment. Like I always say, Jesse will be like, oh, God. But I always, I'll be like, this. <laughs> one time I was like, this song is about how there's no God. <laughs> and then one time I was like, this song is about God, you know, like yeah. whatever. But, oh, um, there is a God. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of like, it was this one night we DJ too. We DJ a lot um, mm-hmm. around town. Like we DJ at New Amsterdam. We DJ at oh, Sunny's. Cool. We DJ at um, Belvedere's. Belvedere's. That's, I wanted to call it something else. Yeah, Belvedere's is awesome. Um, and Spirit, we DJ their brunch a lot, and um, it's really fun. And we were DJing at Sunny's once, and I just remember being like really, really, really just having like the best time and being so happy. And like, I'm almost going to cry talking about it right now because I just realized that like, you know, I'm not a religious person in any way. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm like people, I said, like, I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious. Like, I feel like I'm like that. Uh-huh. Um, but I just was like, holy shit. I was really, really drunk. And I was just like, I just realized what my religion is. <laughs> my religion is music. It's, this is, this is God, man. Cause I was like, this is like music makes me. In moments like that, uh-huh. where it's just like everyone's having the best time and the music is so great and you're just like dancing and having fun. You transcend. Yeah. And you're like, this is like probably how like very religious people feel when they go to like church or whatever, religious sites or whatever they do. But, um, you know, it's just that it can be like a very like spiritual uh, situation, even when you're like just dancing and having a good time. I was like, wow, yeah. this is, this is it. This is the best. So it's kind of like what the song. That's what the song is about. Wow, that's very cool. <laughs> Can't you wait now? No, just no, that's like the greatest story. I'm so excited. Some sort of epiphany kind of experience, and then you birthed this 
masterpiece. Yeah. I really like this one, one a lot. Called Working Title 1316. Yeah. This will actually be, um, like the first single off the new record. I think we're, okay. um, we're talking about what we're going to do. With so this, this isn't completely final. This, mix yeah. Anything, I, right? I wanted to make sure I mentioned that. Yeah. This yeah. is not even like the final mix version, but this was recorded by Madeline Campbell. Madeline Campbell at, at her accessible recording. Accessible recording. And it yeah. has like, you know, basic mixing on it, but it's not done. Yeah. No, we like that here because it's part of showing the process of crafting these things. It's, it's like nice to hear things that are not all the way done. And then, you know, of course, when it's finished, everyone should go buy it and mm-hmm. hear how it's progressed. Yeah, this is the world premiere. World premiere. <laughs> okay, let's hear it.
that's so fun. Whoa. I loved it. <laughs> that's awesome. It's like so dancey. No wonder you're jumping around. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's really, really fun. Like, it definitely has that, like, heart-opening feeling. Yeah. So, that's just so cool. So, um, so when you write, write something like that, you have the music that you do. Like, he has the guitar part, and then you are filling in the... Do you do all of that, and then you write the words for that, or...? It's different for every song, I feel like, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah, it changes a lot. But usually, like, yeah, Jesse will come up with something or, like, you know, a mm-hmm. drum drum beat or whatever. And also, I really like that. your voice. It's, like, um, it's definitely, like, screamy, but it's, like, very feminine. And, yeah. It's, 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 it's thank you. It's uh, come a long way. I was just thinking the other day about, like, the first show we ever played. And I just remember Jesse being, like, just, like, scream. Like, just, like, just, like, coaching me almost. Like, just do it. You know what I mean? Like, just let it out, you know, because... And I, I'm like, all right, yeah, I've, I'm there. I've, I've come. You got there. Way. Yeah. Yeah. Now Just, you know how to scream. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I've come a long way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've all come a long way. It's yeah. good to remember that sometimes. Yeah. Okay. So Jen, we're going to listen to a Brazilian wax song, right? Yeah. Okay. So for you, you know, how is write? What is writing like for you? Um, Obviously, I just start with the guitar and just whatever, whatever comes out. Like I'll fiddle around with some things, and if I like get get a good riff, then I just kind of like build off of that. Mm -hmm. You know, if it's a riff I like, I'm like, all right, that's good. Now I need to write another part. And if I write another part and it's not right, then I'm like, all right, I'm you know I got this bass, so just set it down, come back to it, and I'll write like work on that second part till that's better. You Mm -hmm. know and um, most of the time they come together. Sometimes they come together real quick and I'm like, Oh, where'd that come from? Okay. I'll take it. You know, uh-huh. and then other, other songs, you know, I've written parts for and they just go off and in the abyss somewhere. Like, I don't even uh-huh. know what happens to them, you know, it's just, yeah. Like, like, oh, where do you think it out. comes from? Um, I, I'm inspired by like so many musicians and bands you know so I feel like that's part of it um I've always been creative with growing up I used to draw a lot and then I got into photography but I don't do any of that anymore I just started doing music so mm-hmm. I don't know I feel like everyone's creative but we just don't always maybe harness that or, or use that part of us you know? maybe you don't know you don't have the right tool yet like you found yeah. music eventually and that's right what you you mostly do music now just because that's what speaks to you that's how it's easiest for you to get out yeah primarily just because my cameras my one lens is messed up and i haven't bought a new one or fixed it you know and um yeah and i like being able to move around a lot more even with photography it's like you're I have to be on my computer doing stuff and I'm already on my computer eight hours a day for work. And that's the last place I want to yeah, go totally. back to, you know, hundred <laughs> percent. I get that. Yeah. Um, and music is just like a different way to use your brain. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, did you ever graduate from the dumpster guitar? Oh yeah. <laughs> what, do you, what do you play now? I play a, a Telecaster now and I love it. Cool. That's awesome. Do you, and do you play with like pedals and stuff like that too? Or Yeah, I do. Um, I primarily just use the, the clean and distortion channel in my amp. And then I have a couple pedals, this really neat old, uh, delay, boss delay pedal from like 
the nineties that someone gave me, it's kind of a really nice gift to just be given. It's like my most expensive pedal that was just given to me. I'm like, Oh, thanks. This is cool. So I use it on my clean channel sometimes. Um, it sounds real cool. Just being a single guitarist, I haven't been able to figure out how to really make that work playing with another guitarist yet. But yeah, you know, uh-huh. but yeah, I have a few little pedals, little so, tricks. Yeah, you know, you're a real guitar geek you now. I guess. <laughs> how many years have you been playing then? Um, it'll be it. W- it was just five this Great. past summer. That's so cool. Yeah, gives me hope. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so you mostly write the guitar pieces mm-hmm. and then you write the words later or yeah sometimes i'll write the lyrics um sometimes athena does i picked this song because i wrote the guitar and the lyrics for it and um i don't i think i, I think i sing on like three or four of the brazilian rock songs mm-hmm. you know so and this is one yeah and this is one of them and this is uh recorded by eric johns he plays he recorded our full length um rip it off and he plays in antipsychotics and he recorded this in 2016 for us. Um, it was going to be part of this, like, I think he was doing like a calendar comp kind of thing, but then lost interest, but we got this song and we never released it. So we've been playing it at shows, but uh-huh. you know, it's cool. So what is this song called? Mindsets. Mindsets. Yeah. What's it about? Well, it's about, <laughs> this is, I don't know. Speaking of being like, having self-esteem or being vulnerable. Like I feel very vulnerable when I sing. I don't think I have a really good voice, but I've been trying to like improve that and get better at it. So this is like kind of scary to be like, here, listen to this song that I sing. And so, uh-huh. you know, but, um, it's about, um, I guess it's about, I don't know. It's weird. It's about being emotional. Um, like when I write, I tend to be, I like struggle with depression. So like when I write, I'm normally really sad mm-hmm. <laughs> to try to get like some of that sadness out. Um, but this particularly is kind of a love song, which is weird because we don't really, it's not really a love song. It's kind of like based on like interactions with crushes throughout the time that I was writing this, but it's mm-hmm. not really about anyone particular. And it's also just kind of like, whatever sounded good together i kind of went with it mm-hmm. you mean so, words wise yeah so it's a weird thing well like where were you when you wrote words um i was traveling a lot for work around this time so whenever i travel out of town for work i'll take my guitar and like practice when i'm gone and oh. so i think i was just you know around the tri-state area uh-huh. <laughs> yeah and yeah, it just kind of fit in, and I was like, all right, I'm going with this. But it is kind of weird because it's kind of like kind of a crush song maybe would be a better way to put it. Uh-huh. So whenever I'm singing, I have to make sure I'm, like, not looking at anybody. When I, you know, uh-huh. like, I, <laughs> it's just, it's kind of. Have any of the crushes that the song may or may not be about been in the room when you have sung it? Because I, I always find I that's really so. awkward. I write all these personal tunes, and then I'm like, oh, the person's here. Oh, <laughs> they don't know, but I do. <laughs> yeah, right? I know. Like, that's another added distraction to performing. <laughs> no, I don't think so. So. You know, those crushes are long gone. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's just because they're just crushes. They come and go. Yeah. 
They come and go. So, um, I think, you know, you, maybe are you feeling vulnerable like right now, this second that we're about to play it? Or are you feeling pretty like? Oh yeah, definitely. But you know, it is what it is. It's, it's a thing. It happened. We mm-hmm. wrote it, sang it. Yeah. And it's going to be great. And this is part of what music is all about in like, it's, um, I'm sure it's awkward to be feeling vulnerable. It always is, but like, that's just part of doing this and putting yourself out there. And, yeah. um, and you made something yeah, that right. didn't exist before. And right. now we're going to share it. Oh yeah. And I also want to mention that Athena plays the bass and drums on this. This is like oh. when we were in between, uh, drummers. Oh wow. So and it's just so us talented. Too. Yes, she is. She's a talented lady. Yeah. Cool. All right. So okay, what is it? What is it called again? Mindsets. Mindsets. Let's hear it. Swells, mind sets. Body breaks, constant thoughts. I want to know what you feel like. I want to know what you taste like. One moment, men. So much to me, I don't think you even notice me. One kiss on my neck, a gentle caress, now I have an urge for you. of sweats, belly aches, you all get wet, what are you going to do, when I come for you, my world is turning. Kiss is never enough I want more now 
awesome. I love it. It's so great. It's very empowering stuff in there. It's true. It's raw. <laughs> it's real. Don't you think? Yeah, right. I guess so. It's good. There's like these things in there that maybe I think like everybody thinks, but maybe not everybody says, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, what am I going to do? I got to get more of that sugar. Need no. <laughs> <laughs> more of that. <laughs> and some nice explicit stuff in there. I yeah, like it. Right. I know. That's why it's like a little bit weird for me like yeah it makes you ner- i'm sure it would make i mean nerve-wracking you know like everyone's gonna know i think this um but i loved it it was great both of your tracks are really great so um so thank you guys both so much for coming on the show it's really been thanks fun talking to us. you yeah thanks for having us yeah just to close i'm just wondering if you can both tell us where um we can find listeners can find information about lady fest and also your bands, the Lopez and Brazilian Wax. The main source for information for Lady Fest is the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have a uh, Instagram, and that, those are pretty much yeah. And that's Lady Fest Pittsburgh. Yeah, right. Because there's so many Lady Fests. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, if you look up Lady Fest Pittsburgh on Facebook, and then and where did you guys get? Yeah, I love your gorilla artwork for that. Well, what's the Gorilla Girls like? The um, art collective i guess oh, okay um so we just kind of like lifted their like style but it's also like a homage to them mm-hmm. cool just put it on musicians which yeah 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 so uh, well jesse um who's also in the lopez um he designs like the posters every year and mm-hmm. stuff and um so yeah we've kind of like now like come up with this theme you know so he's just uh you know redesigns like an album cover with like the gorilla art it's cool. Yeah. I like it. Okay. So you can find Lady Fest information on Facebook, Lady Fest Pittsburgh. Look that up. Yeah. Okay. Our emails in there too. Yeah. Under the about. And what it's like ladyfestpgh at gmail.com, I think. Oh, yeah. Uh huh. Okay. And where can people find information about the Lopez? Um, if so, we have Bandcamp and, um, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Our handle on everything is just at the Lopez, the band. Okay. Um, and yeah, all of our, um, tracks are up on the Bandcamp and it's the Lopez.bandcamp.com. Perfect. Yeah. So even stuff like the cassette we were talking about that, like you can't yeah. purchase like a hard copy of anymore. That's all on there. You can get the digital versions. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. And cool. you can also order like the actual records, like our seven inches and stuff. Oh, nice. Nice. And what about Brazilian Wax? Um, we're Brazilian Wax PGH on Bandcamp and SoundCloud, I think. I think that's what it is. SoundCloud. Does that mean there's some other Brazilian Wax somewhere? Yeah, I think there is one in like South America because we're on Spotify oh. and like when you click on Brazilian Wax, like our stuff's there, but some person in South America's like image is there. What? Oh, yeah. you're in the Spotify and, vortex. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it's Brazilian Wax Rocks on Instagram. Ah. And that's also our Gmail, Brazilian Wax Rocks at Gmail. <laughs> and Brazilian Wax does rock, as does the Lopez. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. And uh, Lady Fest, I can't wait for next year. It's going to be yeah. even better. Yeah. Sign <laughs> yeah. me up for the dunking tank next time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Bye.
You've been listening to Petticoat Rule, galvanizing women in musical creativity. The views and opinions expressed during the show are solely those of persons appearing on the program and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the producers. Subscribe and find more information and episodes at petticoatrule.net. Follow us on Facebook at Petticoat Rule and on Instagram and Twitter at Petticoat Rule FM.